Also, you and you and Adri co- cowered in the corner for a good portion of the fight. No, there. I strategically moved out of the way into a corner. Okay, if you want to say that, yeah. Or a crystal wiener dog. You found a crystal wiener dog. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened. I want all of them. Yeah, and I don't want to take care of something that I don't need to. Well, you're already doing that. You brought your dinosaur into the Underdark. I need my dinosaur. I don't <laughs> need a crystal dinosaur. pet. He's a service dinosaur. Yeah. It's a therapy dino. I pet it. Um, you know what? This is what role playing is all about. <laughs> Chapter 162, Eating Troll Flesh. Okay. So in the last episode, you guys had ended up fighting a bunch of dire trolls. And and how did that go? It was dire. All things considered, it was pretty good. You guys didn't I do got too thrashed. Badly. Yeah, you guys didn't do too badly against them. But yeah, they were, they were tougher customers than they looked like to begin with, especially because they uh, kept getting up off the ground. Which was mighty inconvenient. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's go around and see where we are at right now. Obviously, the dust is just settling. The last of the trolls has been uh, incinerated by Arlen. And uh, you guys are uh, breathing heavily, but still intact. And, and uh, Bryce, where is uh, where is Cotter right now? So I'm at 27 hit points. Ooh, and I'm ouch. down to two first level spell slots, one second level spell slot, and my two third level spell slots. Okay. So, oh, yeah. and one remaining land hands hit point because I dropped the other 49 after I took 49 points of damage. Yeah, so you, you got banged up a little bit there. And uh, Jesse, how is Adri doing? Um, if I have the right sheet of paper, I'm at 27 hit points. I think I got beat up pretty good. Yeah, seems like it, yeah. And uh, how about Noah on there, Matt? How's Noah doing? Down to 26. So yeah, a bunch of you guys got dropped in under a quarter of your hit points or you know thirty of your hit points there. And uh, how did uh, how did Craval do that? Okay, I'm doing pretty good actually compared to some of the guys. Um, but that's because right before the fight ended, I downed a superior healing potion. Um, I still have all my spell slots. I have two of my rages. I have one of my war priests abilities. I have both my channel divinities. And I'm only down twenty one hit points, so I'm actually not doing too horrible. Okay, yeah, you just you get, you got barely tagged there. And just FYI, no, I got getting... tagged. I, I got tagged. I just didn't get tagged. I got I healed it before the end of the thing. Yeah. I got beat up pretty badly. And uh, then Owen, finally, how is uh, how is Arlen doing? Um, I don't remember if I got healed during the fight, but I'm only down two hit points. Okay. Um, I have I only used one third level, one fourth level, and one fifth level spell slot, so I have everything else, and I have two sorcery points left. Okay, good. Considering the size of their damage, you probably got healed. Right? Because two... I don't know because I like Yeah. Also you and you and Adri co- cowered in the corner for a good portion of the fight. No, too. I strategically moved out of the way into a corner. Okay, if you want to say that, yeah. Very good. Okay, so the uh the uh dust is settling, um the is a horrible smell of burning troll in the room. Uh, and uh, you guys are all sitting there breathing heavily. So and there's what, a nice campfire. Yeah, what do we need to do? I have a question here. Mm-hmm. Since trolls regenerate, could we technically just get a piece of troll and eat half of it and then wait for it to regenerate the next day and eat half of that and have a perpetual food source? I think that only works if it's alive. No, pieces can regenerate too. As well, long as we keep it from I mean, turning into full troll. You, you can eat the troll if you would like. You also can't cook the troll then. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, cook. I mean, come on. It's troll sushi. It's kind of like a troll sourdough starter. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> if we find a, a place that's really starving, perpetual troll meat might be the answer. Perpetual troll meat. <laughs> Nothing how, could go wrong with this plan. <laughs> is that how that works? I don't I, I don't, don't think I don't think that's, that's how that works. Anyway, uh healing. So do we want to sit down and do a short rest? Well, I'm assuming you're gonna do a short rest at this point, yeah. Yeah. And 
we do two at a time or three at a time? Um, what we were at ten, ten, so we're doing two at a time. Two at a time. Yeah. Okay. Actually, wait, no, because we got two at a time at five. So you guys we are got actually two at a time at six. At two at a time at six. Okay, so yeah, eleven. You're gonna get three at a time. So one more level, and you can do three at a time. So exciting. Yeah, so you can still do two two hit dice at a time at this point if you wanna. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. Okay. I'm just gonna roll a hit die. Might as well. Okay. Because we have 10 at this point. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Roll your hit die. That is a five. Yeah. What is my hit die? I haven't rolled hit die in so long. Wow. That means I get 12 hit points back. Why so? Perioptive wound closure doubles. Actually, it doesn't double. It. What? You only get the uh, regular amount the back. The six. I'm sorry, what? You're a little surprised, but yeah, you only get the six. You don't get the 12. Why? Well, yeah, you have to see no, you so I'm looking at the DM guide right now. It says mm -hmm. perioptive wound closure doubles your hit die. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of that. So then what? I don't like this. I don't like you. Something happened. So he rolled two, but he only got half. What? Oh. Does any is anyone else affected by this having of hit points? Your your uh, no? your hit points uh, went just normal, but then you don't have any devices that uh, increase it. How are we doing on healing spells? I could drop some if we need them. Do you wish to examine your periaptive wound closure? Yes, I would like to. Okay, so you pull it off from around your neck, and you uh, take a. Uh, kind of a close look at it and you know how uh with some electronics when they fail they get like a just a little crack and there's just like a burn mark around the edge of it uh-huh that's what you see right across the periopt is just this little tiny crack and it's almost like there's little scorch marks emanating from it i don't like where this is going um can i like, did you get it? any troll goo on it or anything i don't think so i didn't stay close to the trolls can I, like, roll Arcana and see if I can see what might have caused it? Yeah, why not? That's pretty good. Like, would our Paladin of the Light have some clue in for that, too? I got a 21. No, I, I, I would not. Um, well, I don't think. What you, what you divine from that is that uh, your periapal wound closure is no longer magical, and it seems to have failed somehow. Boo. I can die again. You've always been really good at that. Now I have a perioptive knot wound closure. It's just a really cool necklace at this point. <laughs> With a scorch so mark. is my ion stone still floating around my head? Yep, no problem there. Like, what about the, like any other rest of my magic items? Well, they seem to be magical. Mm, I, I guess check all my stuff just in case yep yours seems to be magical too your chainmail is as light as ever your uh other chainmail is as red as ever i'm as resistant to force as i've ever yes. been. you know it's completely possible that it's not the same necklace it looks like it's the same necklace i mean you, if it's not it's a really good counterfeit or if the, i mean if it, the crystals broke that would just kill the magic in it very strange how long into the short rest are we? Oh, just a couple of five, ten minutes. When we're here. done, I assume, yeah. is when we heal. Can I call Galchabar about it? Sure, if you want to. I'm gonna you have the bowl. I'm gonna call Galchabar about it. Okay. So you're gonna fill the bowl up, wave your hand across, say the magic words, mm -hmm. and uh, it's uh, kind of a little shocking because, of course, down here in the underdark. It's always dark and it's always the same. Um, but you uh, see Galchabar and he's in the top of his tower and it is like bright white noon. And um, it's just interesting that, you, you know, you're completely divorced from the uh, outside world and you've totally forgotten what time it is out there. But apparently it's lunchtime. And in fact, that's what he's doing is he's uh, got a little bowl of something he's he's. Uh, spooning out into his mouth and and uh, as usual becomes aware of your your uh, presence and uh, goes and, and produces his bowl and and uh, 
completes the circuit and says, Oh, hello, sorcerer. It's good to see you again. Um, I hope you're okay. Uh, it seems very dark where you're at. Um, I'm doing okay. Um, I'm going to show him the periap. Do you know anything about magic items losing their magicalness? Oh, dear. That, that does seem to be broken. Um, but these magical items should be nigh unbreakable. It would take a most amazing event. Um, what did you say this magic item was again? It's a periaptive wound closure. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah. Absolute boon to uh, those that go and walk in dark places. It uh, prevents one from dying if uh, one should be uh, severely wounded and um, maximizes healing. Uh, well, that does bring up an interesting possibility. Um, certainly you've been in many dangerous situations lately. Can, can you think of any situation you've been in which you must most certainly have died? The... Um, Beholder? Oh, my, yes. The Beholder has a number of ways of dispatching its enemies. Uh, were you hit by any of the eye beams that uh, maybe should have killed you outright? I know it can disintegrate or turn to stone, or there's one that does tremendous amounts you of damage. Did go I know. Down and it go was invisible. from an eye beam. I turn invisible because of myself. Yeah, I mean, because of yourself. But, you but wait, haven't we used hit die since then? I haven't. Oh, oh. <laughs> Have you noticed the dungeon master constantly asking uh, Owen if he's using hit dice this last couple of episodes? <laughs> no. To be perfectly honest, no, I haven't. Okay. That's because the dungeon master is very sneaky. So I, I pop my head into view of the bowl. Ah, hello, no one. It's so good to see you again. Hi, hi. Is there... Um, we, we do know the beholder had a, a beam that... That canceled out magical effects. Even my own legendary speed was hindered for a moment. Uh, is there any way that have, could have permanently drained or damaged uh, I, I this item? That only causes it to cease functioning. But my my thought would be, um, you you say you were hit by an eye beam that uh, dropped you to nothing and made you collapse to the floor. Yes. My my guess, and and I think the evidence supports it that. You should have, at that point in time, have been killed outright. But you ended up in a magical conundrum. For the periopt of wound closure automatically stabilizes you, so you can't be killed. And yet, because of the beam of the beholder, you must be killed. So I believe what happened was, in this magical conundrum, the periopt of wound closure gave up its last effort, its last gasp of magic, um, gave up itself to save you, if you will. Um, it's... Uh, too bad you'll be missing such a fine item, but at the same time, uh, you most certainly would have been killed. I can't say that I'm not grateful. Yes. So, Arlen, you're standing behind everyone from now on, I guess? <laughs> or in the uh, middle. That's actually where he got hit by the beholder. I was off to the side. You're also the furthest towards the gate at our back, right? No. Well, kind of. I was off, but th at that time, everyone was around it. And I was opening up chests and stuff underneath it because yeah. I was useless. Anyway, that's a very well, interesting... I guess, I guess in, a, in a way, we've uh, dodged an arrow here. Um, <laughs> you uh, obviously have not discovered <laughs> this by uh, uh, coming across it uh, in the throes of battle. Uh, obviously, you, you're hail at this point in time. Um, I think this would have been immensely worse if you discovered this when you had uh, collapsed to the floor after taking damage and had proceeded to expire without the help of the periop to keep you alive. Yes, that would have been, that would be unfortunate. Uh, at, in the extreme, yes. At least, at the least. So, uh, so please, um, tell me though, uh, uh, what of uh, what of your adventures so far? Last I knew, you were headed to the clouded oasis, and we're going to venture into the underdark. Uh, I believe. Looking for the fabled underdark city that where the phylactery was located. Um, is, is it the city of Karst that you're going to? You know about it? I've come across some uh, rumors in a few treatises that I've been reading lately, trying to, to bone up and see what I can find. Um, and uh, for the, the Lady Adri, I believe 
This is where you escaped from. I'm kind of shocked that we made it and it was guarded by trolls. <laughs> yeah, well, are you there then? Is that what you're saying? You appear to be in a cavern of some sort. See where you're at. Yeah, we're in the Underdark right now. I'm still not totally sure where exactly the city is compared to, you know, our current location, but yes. <laughs> oh, very good. Yes, well, the, the Underdark is a rabbit warren of tunnels. Uh, some of them connect, some of them do not. Uh, certainly, sooner or later, you undoubtedly run across some major thoroughfare, and that perhaps will point you in the right direction. Um, That's what we're hoping. Yes, uh, indeed. Um, I wish I could be more help, but uh, while I have uh, run across these uh, little rumors and tidbits of information, I've not run across anything like a map or anything, or even any solid leads on how to get from here to there in the Underdark. Um, all I, I think any, that's pretty intentional with the drow down here. Oh, yes. The, the drow are quite devious. Um, certainly, I was uh, grateful to have come across the small snippets of information that I have come across. Um, but yes, yeah, so it appears that Karst is the largest city there in the Underdark. And uh, so is my supposition, uh, Adri, that this is where you escaped from. Is, is it indeed the home of your family? Karst, Yes. Very good. Um, well, I, I can't imagine you're very happy about returning there, but uh, it does seem that our paths are all pointed in that direction. Um, well, fate of the world kind of trumps my personal comfort. I'm, well, I'm, that's very big of you to say. I, I wish uh, all were so motivated and so gallant in these times, but uh, certainly this group must be, or else uh, you wouldn't be where you are. Um, which actually speaking, which, where are you? What, what, what adventures have you, uh, have you experienced since leaving the service? Well, we've met some interesting fungus folk. Oh, very good. Uh, we, we battled some, uh, odd Zorn type creatures, oh. three legs, three eyes, huge mouth. That was, that was new. Oh, indeed. Those are and, creatures of the elemental plane of earth. Uh, they do tend to cruise in the, uh, underworld looking for treasures to eat and we're still reeling from our encounter with with some uh, strange form of troll they had multiple heads and multiple limbs and well and there were the dwarves oh yeah oh yeah and uh darrow or something like that oh yes crazy folk that ambushed us so yes. um the underdark is just as inhospitable as you were led to believe it's it rather sounds like it um so tell me more about these trolls you say they had multiple heads and multiple arms uh, kind of almost if someone had just perhaps attached them in odd places that certainly seemed to be the case Are they uh they were more resilient than than we would expect from a troll they could even rise uh, after being damaged by fire so dear me yes. yeah i believe you encountered dire trolls if if a troll should eat another troll they would uh gain these immense regenerative abilities and then could actually take uh, dismembered parts of trolls and attach them to their bodies just by placing them against them and letting them regenerate into their own bodies. Uh, so, uh, yes, it's uh, eating troll flesh is uh, a scary proposition. Hmm. Well, isn't that funny? Who would have thought that? Anyway. Yeah, we are continuing to move around hoping to find, after our rest here, hoping to find the city. Very good, yes. Well, um, like I said, I wish I could find as, something as much as a map to help you out, but as Adri said, the drow like to keep their tracks well hidden. Uh, I'm sure if anything like that had ever made its way to the surface, it would have been, uh, would have been expunged before it could even possibly have got here. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, I, in, in a way, I almost uh, envy you this chance to learn and, and uh, to uh, discover things in the Underdark. I, I do hope you will take good notes there, Arlen, and uh, report to me when you make it back to the surface uh, that all of the things that you discovered there. Yes, of course. Very good. I, I could ask no more. Um, do you have any other questions you might need to ask of me or anything else to report? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think Guess so. This place sucks. 
uh, yes, for, for those of you that live in the, uh, in the mountains there, Kraval, I, I do understand. It must be oppressive being in that dark, enclosed space. Um, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully you can be successful soon and return to the free air of the overworld uh, as soon as possible. Um, oh, I do have some one good bit of news for you there, Arland. Uh, um, the Lady Orlana uh, was uh, able to return to the city here along with uh, her entourage of the sisters of of Cotter there, um, and uh, we uh, played a good host to them for several days uh, before returning Orlana to her family farm, uh, not uh, not too far from yours, uh, obviously a several days travel, but uh, still on the edge of the mare there, and, and there was much rejoicing. They had assumed she was dead. Um, there was many tears of happiness that were spilled. Uh, so she is, she is well settled there again, and uh, hopefully living a more normal life now. Yes, hopefully. Yes. Although, obviously, none of us are living a normal life in these times, but as normal as she can make it under the circumstances. Thank you for telling me about that. Yeah, no problem. The least I could do. Um, it was good to see her again, and uh, it was even better to have her settled again. Well, thank you for your assistance, and thank you for this good news. Very good, and I'm, I'm sorry about the loss of your magic item. Obviously, it was a article from the Old Kingdom. It's a terrible loss to lose any one of those anymore. There. Mm -hmm. A uh, piece of history that uh, you guys are carrying. So, um, hopefully, you can uh, stay out of the line of fire and not need it anymore. Well, <laughs> here's to hoping. Yes. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Well, then you go and wave your hand over the bowl and mm -hmm. and uh, sever the connection, and uh, Galchabar goes back to having his lunch of whatever it was. So after we have done our hit dice, how much is everyone else still down? I'm good. I am at 37 out of 62. Ooh, that's down. I'm at 41 out of 77. Okay, so I'm going to cast Aura Vitality. Hold, hold on, but let me take a moment and meditate, and I can bring myself up. Okay, right, well, we're still all down a bit, so I'm going to cast Aura of Vitality, which lets me heal 2d6 10 times, effectively, now that we're out of I'm at I'm up to 71 now. Okay. Aura of Vitality. Yeah, 2d6 hit points for a minute. So, uh, I'm going to start by healing you, Adri. Thank you. So. He's he's almost at full. He's only missing six points. So, yep. so the first is seven hit points. Then five hit points. Then four hit points. Then seven hit points. That's that's good. That's only two hit points from full. Okay, and then I'll. Start healing myself because everyone else is up except for the two of you. So that's 11 hit points and nine, which is exactly 20, which is what I need. So I'm at full. So Drew, no, Drew, Matt, uh, no one, you're down. He's only down. Oh, he's down six. Sorry. I need six more. Okay. You get 10. And Adri will get seven. And everyone else is Thank at Thank you, I'm at full. Everyone's at full now? We are, yeah. Great. Okay. I still had 46 of healing left. Very good. And then I'm going to use the power of my necklace to regain that spell slot. Okay. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so you guys uh, go and do a little first aid, do a little uh, healing prayer there, and uh, everyone's feeling much refreshed, although, um, uh, how is Arlen feeling? Not great. Oh. Not great? Uh, how, how, you know, how, and how does that make you feel, Arlen? I'm sorry you felt that way. Um, like, really vulnerable. Kind of feel a little naked now, huh? Uh, I'm going to convert some spell slots into sorcery points 
How can Arlen feel naked? He has magical clothes. Ooh. Should I? Hmm. I'll do one, two second level spells. That's the uh, airplane sound of. Mm. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So that gives back three. Or I could do one of each. Yeah, that'll be good. One second and one first. Give me back five. Cool. So now I have. I've used one of each spell slot, and I have uh, seven uh, sorcery points back. Is Tides up? Tides is not up. Shame. I haven't, I didn't have to, I only used uh, saving throws that last encounter, along with Firebolt, but you know. Is Firebolt? It's a roll to hit. Okay, good. Anything else we need to do before we venture on? I'm good. I just want to remind uh, Arlen, and I think it's Adri, or could have been no one, but I did give you guys two a scroll each with a cure wounds on it. Yes. Wasn't me. I don't have a scroll written down. Does anyone else have those scrolls? I remember. I, I don't. I have one. I, gave, I know I gave one to Arlen. I know I gave one to either you or Adri. It would have to be... Can you cast spells, no one? Or... I cannot. So, so to me, it would just be a scroll. Of yeah, I can't blah, blah, blah. cast spells anybody, either. So. Yeah, but scrolls can be used by anybody. Oh, you, really? have to, you have to have the magic ability to do those spells. So a warlock it has to be in your spell list to do yeah. the spell. Is that? Mm. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that's how it works either. I just looked at scrolls, yeah, so that's their thing. Mm. If you can cast a spell, you can read the scroll. Is that in the DMG or something? Yeah, it's under scrolls in the magic section. Well, let's look it up and uh, be 100% sure. 139. Mm, they did. Yeah, we're looking now. Yeah, I don't see it in the handbook. It's 139 and 140. Um, yeah, there was a section where it said what level spell and what the DC is and all that. Unless... Uh, unless a scroll's description says otherwise, any creature that can understand a written language can read the script on a scroll and attempt to activate it. Um, I don't know where I was reading then. So, if a creature fails to... It does say attempt to activate it, though. Yes. So I think that that means DM's discretion. Um... If you but I would say if that's the case, I, I'd have to find where I was reading, but that's too much time for now. Yeah, I, I would I would argue that if if it says that you can attempt to activate it, that the DM can decide whether or not a non-magic user can can activate it. And probably a scroll of healing is common enough. Yeah. That I'll just mark that I have it. Yeah, I think it's hmm. I thought it was that you, if you could cast a spell, you could cast a scroll. Because, like, if you're a fighter, then... I don't know. I don't really know. Oh, scroll mishaps. Yeah, that's only if you fail to cast a scroll. Mm -hmm. But what determines if you fail to cast a scroll? Yeah, they, they had a section that said what level spell, what save DC, what rarity, you know, what attack bonus it had. It may have been creating a scroll, too. Well, now I want to know. I wonder if it's actually in the magic item descriptions there, too. That could be, too. Thanks to the power of Google, I just read an article. It's kind of, it's definitely going to have some leeway toward the DM on this one, like uh, Adrian was saying. So if it was me using the scroll, it would work without needing spell components or anything else. I just need the scroll. However, then it gets a little bit of a confusing part. Of it. At page 200, um, that's where that first part is said. On the original page, what we were just talking about, it does say anybody can attempt it. Yeah. But then there's a DC involved, okay, which scroll. is DC Actually, equals yeah. the 10 plus the scrolls level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, spell table. scrolls under uh, the magic items. You know, spell scroll bears the words of a single spell written in a mystical cipher. If the spell is in your class's spell list, you can use the, an action to read the spell scroll and cast its spell without having to provide 
any of the spell's components, otherwise the scroll is unintelligible. If the spell is on your class's spell list but of a higher level than you can normally cast, you must make an ability check using your spellcasting ability to determine whether you cast it successfully. A DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. On a failed check, the spell disappears from the scroll with no other effect. Okay. Once the spell is cast, the words in the scroll fade and the scroll crumbles to dust. The level of the spell on the scroll determines the spell's saving through a DC, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, yeah. Basically, if it's not on your list, you have to do 10 plus the spell level to be able to cast it. Is there a bonus to that? Your spell DC. Oh, okay. Like your spell bonus. So, yeah, the better a spell caster you are. If it's on your list but a higher level, then you must make the ability check. And if it's on your list but you don't have it, you don't know it, but it's on your list... Yeah, if it's on your list and of your level, you can just automatically read it. Okay. Which so yeah, that would that would seem to imply that um, yeah, if it's not in your yeah, it says otherwise the scroll is unintelligible. So yeah, it has to be in your uh, oh. in your spell list or else it's unintelligible. Well then, I need. So then I guess I'll just take those scrolls right back and just add it to my inventory. Yeah, yep. I need to check some other scrolls that I have. Because I have two. Fear and animate object. So who should get the spell of cure wounds? I guess that's. Spell. I'm passing it back. Yeah. Actually, myself or the paladin. Yep. But yeah, I think you could. I'll give one to Cotter, so you each have one. Yeah, just in case, you might as well. You know, I actually have the potions. Give them both to Cotter. I, I have. have I, I, I have, have two potions of healing myself. I also have the. Maybe bucket that's what of... I got. I have the bucket of lay on hands hit points I can use to heal people if they need it. So that's that's the, my favorite new uh, um, magic item in Dungeons and Dragons: the bucket of lay on hands hit points. Yeah, it looks like a normal uh, pail. And I'll take the I'll take the scrolls and just so uh, just to end the discussion. Okay, I can cast my other scrolls though. So. And if we had figured it out, you could cast this. Do you need to know a spell to make a scroll of it, or can you just yes. do anything in your book? Um, you can either copy it from a wizard's spell book, or if you know it, you can create a scroll of it. Okay. For you, since you pray for your uh, spells, no, him. yeah, they would, uh, you would just pray for the spell, scribe it down on a scroll, maybe over the course of several days or a week. For, uh, yeah, for the sorcerer, he would have to intimately know it. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I don't immediately know every single spell in my list. I, like... The universe is like, ha ha, here's what you wanted. And then I'm like, mending? Where did that come from? I guess I need to repair my I suddenly know how to sew. What the heck? Right? Yeah, Yeah, like, I I, I now need to... nothing else, it's a way of doing a double heal. Things are getting really ugly. Indeed. It takes an action. Yeah, it takes an action to read a scroll. scroll. But then you can also... Yeah, like use a bonus action for healing word, then Uh, an action to read the scroll. Yeah, exactly. Action, read, okay. scroll. Bonus so, that was a good learn moment. Yeah. yeah. So Welcome to we learning with D&D. absolutely no idea where we are, where we're going. We know where we're going, but we don't know how to get there. We have no further ways. At this point, we're going that way. <laughs> it's funny. You're like, hey, no one, here's the scroll. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> It says gleepen, gloopen, gloppen, gleepen. It was a good idea at the time. It was. Um... Do we have any idea? Like, does anybody have a? Cause I have one idea to try to find our way to the city. Go that way. Yeah, we're just following the the road and hope we land into something. Yep. Yeah, Galchabar said eventually you should hit um, one of the larger thoroughways, but uh, that's also kind of a really nebulous concept. Uh, what what did you have in mind uh, there, Drew? Let me look up something, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to work. Um, I would like to put out the campfire. Probably a oh, good idea. I'll uh, extinguish my sword too. I'll like ray of frost. Never mind, it's the, not gonna work. I'll ray of frost the oh. heck out of it. What was? Like... What were you thinking of? Well, the only person that kind of knows where anything down here that we might be able to ask would have been that legendary ranger that we saw while we were camping one night. But I'm not familiar with him, so I can't use sending on him. True. We only know his name is. So we can, I mean, him? 
to be completely honest, not to be, you know, a Debbie Downer, but we literally have no idea where we're going. We have no direction what we're traveling in. We are literally stumbling around. It would actually be smarter at this point to turn around or attempt to turn around and leave because we literally have no idea where we're going. Wait, didn't we, when we were trying to, we heard the legend of this ranger who escaped the Underdark. Did we know his name? Because then we could use the bowl. Mm -hmm. I don't think he knew his name. You just saw a drow in the distance with a panther. Can we just try the bowl? The drow that we saw with the panther and two swords a day ago? I have to know his name. Hmm. And we run into that problem of player knowledge and character knowledge. I thought Adri knew the story of this dude. Yeah, didn't didn't I remember that? Yeah, you would know the legend. Of you 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 just had heard that there was uh, a legendary drow who had uh, had uh, basically denied his past and and uh, gone against type and had uh, escaped to the surface. But uh, but I uh, didn't know his yeah, name. Yeah, just just that there was such a person. Well, if this this person has been tracking us, maybe we should hang out here and see if we spot him again and hail him. Well, actually, roll for me insight in in, in arrears here. Uh, Thirteen. Okay. Uh, well, he he seems surprised uh, to see you. Um, yeah, with the thirteen, you're not sure if he was as surprised to see you as you were to see him, but uh, he he didn't seem to be uh, didn't seem to be aware of your presence before you ran into him. Yeah, but he's aware of our presence now. Yeah. So maybe we're still being followed. Or just now being followed. Anyway, I think we should go that way. Out the other end of the uh, cavern? Yep. Which I think we could do this way, but... If we do... We can probably retrace our steps at this point. Considering we found one room? I mean, before then. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, you've gone... Down, down, down into the uh, into the underdark. You've gone through the fungal forest. You've gone, uh, you know, through the uh, Darrow City, the ruined Darrow City, and you've gone. Um, you went and got down to a uh, underground lake. And that was after we went through the area with the vertical pillars and the invisible fish that we found the ranger dude mm -hmm. on the map. And, and then uh, we followed the river down. And then took a right hand turn and ended up here. I'm the map. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we gonna we go out. To go? Are we gonna go out the far end of the cavern there? I think we can continue for now. Yeah, let's keep going. Okay. Can we still see the river or the creek or whatever you want to call it? Uh, we branched off from the lake. Yeah, you found a cleft in the wall at the lake and and went into it and found uh, this room here. Uh, that's right. Yep. So out the far end then. Yep. Okay. And uh, you make it out the, the side there. And uh, once again, it seems to be a kind of a, a natural cavern, although it's a little bit bigger than it was before, which uh, probably how the, uh, the uh, dire trolls were able to move into it. Um, and uh, it continues to go on, down, and down. And then um, it opens up into another chamber. Uh, you can feel the, the airiness of it. Uh, this one seems a little more close than the past several large chambers you've run into with the underground lake and the, the fungal forest, but it's definitely a larger room, although perhaps not as big as the Darrow City. And what's the surroundings like? Are you going to take a peek in? I think I so. I can teleport forward and kind of sneak and see. Okay, uh, so you're just going to jump forward 60 feet into the room? I don't think you should do 60 feet. I mean, less than that, but enough to, you know, reasonably see what's going on in there. And also put my hood up so it's harder to figure me out. Okay. And so you uh, jump forward and um, you uh, kind of materialize in the, you know, how many feet in do you want to be? 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet? 30. 30 feet. Okay. So you see Adri just kind of blend into the shadows and you see her pop into existence in front of you there. And Adri... The entire cavern um, is just crystals. Um, you know how when you open up a, a geode and it's just got uh, you know, the entire inside is coated with little amethyst crystals? Imagine this, but on a much more vast scale. 
as if you know basically this room is like 60 or 80 feet across but the walls and the ceiling and even a good portion of the floor is just covered with crystals obviously using um dark vision everything is just kind of shades of gray here but even with that you can kind of see that the the crystals poke out here and there and everywhere how is there any sign that this is something like like somewhere that people would come to mine um actually give me a in uh investigation check 12 12 you see no sign of any missing crystals like no scars on the earth where people had, had knocked them out it it looks to be a kind of pristine uh, so so no sign of people being in this chamber uh well actually give me survival roll 20 okay well there are definitely um scuff marks across the floor and intuitively obviously the dire trolls would have had to have uh moved through here and uh perhaps other creatures as well have come through here uh, it does seem like some things have moved through here uh from time to time uh, but, you know, apparently the dire trolls or whoever else don't really feel the crystals are that useful and, and have just kind of walked around them. So how dense is the inside of this? Is it like geodense? It's geodense. I mean, basically okay. the entire walls, the entire ceiling, parts of the floor. I mean, in, in, on the floor, it's basically like little islands. You know, some of the, some of the crystals grow up to even four feet tall and you know, kind of have to wend your way around them. Uh, and similar to the ceiling and, and the uh, the sides there, just, uh, you know, most of the time it's just kind of crusted, but some places up to even four feet of a crystal fall, you know, it, you know, extends off that. Is it, I'm just, there's, I'm thinking of a movie where they have like drilled at the center of the earth, set up nukes in the earth's core or something, and they like fall into a big pit. And is it like that dense? You don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, it was a weird. He's talking movie about anyway. the movie The Core, and I would say so, Bryce. It's about okay, now. Now I have to go and take a look at that scene in The Core and, and see. Yeah. So, and I'm looking to, uh, I guess, Arlen here mostly. Can you use any of these for for spells? Can we sell them to to a magic wielder? Um, I don't think that these are precious enough. Well, one problem you're having is you're looking at everything in uh, dark vision, so everything's just shades of gray. Um, it might be more revealing if you had... Um, a drift globe, perhaps? Yeah, a drift globe to do sunlight or something. Actually, the drift globe was already activated earlier during the dire troll. Oh, that's I true, assumed, yeah. I assumed we put it out. Because we put out the rest of the lights. But I didn't put out. The, I never put out the. Uh, okay. Okay. The well, even... then, then as Kraval um, enters into the room with the drift globe, uh, and the light hitting, it turns everything into just a myriad show of rainbows. The uh, predominant color of these crystals is a deep blue, but there are ones that are rose pink. There are ones that are slightly orange. There are ones that are deep red, and uh, there are ones that are a, a kind of a russet yellow. And as the light hits it, they just shine off of that. And just it's a, a glittering field everywhere you look. Just shiny, glittery stuff. As, as you move your head around and you know, move from place to place, the facets of the crystal catch the light and, and send it back at you in different uh, permutations. And it's, it's just enchantingly gorgeous. We have found quartz. Or... Is there any sound of skittering or anything as the lights come on and refract all over? Oh, give me a uh, perception check. 13. And I got a 15. You know, now that you mention it, when the light came into the room, you kind of heard this little clinking noise as if like a crystal had fallen or several crystals had fallen. It was, it was multiple ones. Uh, but you see no evidence that anything has moved. I mean, certainly no crystal has fallen to the floor and, and clattered around, but you did kind of hear a clinking noise, like someone was, was clinking crystals next to each other. Well, that's this looks nice, however... Well, we should go investigate that. We don't want any, yeah. like, demon clinkers and, near us. And I don't think it would be a bad idea to maybe follow some of those tracks, see if, if there were creatures that are native to being down here. Maybe they knew the way out of this particular cavern. 
Okay, well, the, the tracks you see on the floor, and, and they look pretty large, so you're assuming the, at least the ones that are obvious are the dire troll, uh, do just seem to wend their way between the crystal pillars and uh, to the far end of, of the cavern. Um, but what did you want to uh, um, investigate for there, Noan? Well, I want to go to the direction where we heard the noise. Okay, well, it seemed to come from several different spots in the room, um, certainly to your right and to your left as you're coming in. Should we? Kill and let's the go light? there. Should we kill the light? If I mean, if we do, that makes it hard for uh, Kraval to see. No, he has no. the. Oh, He's got his goggles. goggles of dark vision. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I just took the globe out because I couldn't hit the creature we were fighting with your darkness on it. So, well, um, honestly, I, the, the globe's already out, and I, I think it only lasts like an hour, so we might as well just use it for as long as we have it. Or maybe don't, so that we don't cause attention in a place where light isn't really natural. Okay. I think we already drew attention by creating the rainbow effect. Yeah. It's real pretty. I'll see if still age's insistence. I'll go ahead and just turn off the globe and put the globe back in my back hole. Okay. So I mean, but, even if we already caused attention, there's not really. A, I, I don't see a good reason to continue causing attention as we're walking. Mm-hmm. Especially when this is your uh, hometown, so to speak. Especially in the Underdark, where we've already gotten jumped by things that are literally the floor. Well, lead on, Adrian. Then I'll, I'll kind of keep doing what we've been doing the last couple times with uh, Pass Without a Trace and 30 feet ahead and all that. Okay. Um, now, Noah, did you want to do any other investigation before we... Uh... Start moving across the room. Just to where I think, you know, if we get to where I heard some clanking, that's where I'll start searching. Okay, well, give me investigation. 13 again. Okay. Just out of the corner of your eye as you're beginning to walk across the room and you guys are about to the middle of it, you're just, it seems to me that you saw something move over there, just out of the corner of your eye. But when you look over there, there's just crystals. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tap whoever's next to me and motion to that direction. So who would that be next to you? Cotter? Ar I think that would probably, be me. Yeah, probably Arlen. Arlen. Yeah. Arlen? Okay. Because the him and uh, so no one no one taps you and and points over there. And do I see anything? Well, give me investigation. Not natural twenty. One of the crystals in the field of crystals just immediately to your left just moved just a little bit um guys the crystal right there just moved do i know anything about this uh roll for me history to see if this ever came up to you when you're in the underdark you might also roll nature if that's better they're the same uh okay. three <laughs> Three bonus or three total? Total. Um, no, yeah, no, this never occurred to you. No, nothing like this. Not she was crystals. daydreaming in history class, I guess, or night dreaming. It is under dark. Well, let's leave it be for right now. The dagger hasn't gone off, so let's it has just... not. Right. So let's just leave it be and continue on our way. But maybe they could be crystal people, like the mushroom people. He's got a point. Yeah, but I mean, there's no point in. Uh... De defending or getting ready to fight if the dagger's not going off. Yeah. So, so we might let's go ask. Let's just talk to it. Or we could just keep going. I want to well, talk. Do to we want to guide? I mean, just because it's not you know looking to attack us right now doesn't mean it won't look to attack us. I want to say hi to the crystal. So you're gonna go over that direction? I'm just gonna turn and say hello. Nothing happens. Are you going to do anything more? I think you're real pretty. Let's go. Okay. So you're going to continue out, out uh, towards the end of the chamber? Yeah. Okay. Everybody roll yes, for sir. me perception. 21. 18. 5. 9. And how about Kraval? Uh, doing the math. 28. 
What? <laughs> Did you say 28? That's what I heard too. Yes, 28. Okay, eagle eyes over there. Um, but yeah, and also no one and... It's the goggles. Yeah, so, it's it's some goggles. goggles you got it's, there, man. And uh, Cotter, you guys also noticed, you were absolutely sure that um, as, as you're approaching the, you know, the end of the chamber and it's kind of necking down and the crystals are getting closer that you act, you saw some of the crystals move there too on either side of the doorway. Okay, so there are lots of them similar to the mushroom people. But like, can we like see the crystals there? Well, you just saw the movement. Do you want to do investigation and see if you can figure out which one it is? I would like to, yes. Uh, natural 20 okay well <laughs> yes you you narrow it right in on there and you get you see cotter just kind of go up to the left side of the doorway there and he's looking in this little you know outcropping of crystals and cotter mm-hmm. um there's a crystal there that isn't rooted to the wall it's standing on top of the other crystals and it looks so much like the other crystals, it's almost impossible to pick out unless you notice that it's not connected to the wall. And you know how you can take a balloon animal and you can kind of twist the balloon up and make a dog out of it or something or a sword or, or a flower? It's kind of the same sort of deal where it has four little crystals that stick down, like their legs. It's just a dog. And then one in the body and then just one that sticks up, almost like it's you know a neck without a head on it. Or maybe it's just long, one long wiener dog, and so you know it just kind of ends in a point. Have I ever heard of anything like this before? No, you have not. No, this seems to be unique to the underdog. I'm picturing like that weird Pokemon, like that weird duck Pokemon. But it was like, is it Porygon? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So, kind of similar, but imagine four legs, and and instead of having a like a beaked head, it just has a crystal that comes out the front, almost like like I said, like a wiener dog's head. Without the ears. Is it reacting to the fact that I'm staring it down? Um, so you're staring at it. And it's staring at you. And then the crystal. And blinks. you're staring at it. And then finally, it's like it can't hold still any longer. And its head part just kind of jerks down to the side a little bit. But you get the feeling almost like you're looking at like a rabbit that's gone to ground and isn't going to move, hoping you'll go away. Mm-hmm. If they're not friendly, they're at least not hostile. So I'm going to like walk back, tell the group, I think we can just keep going. And you found a crystal bunny? Or a crystal wiener dog. You found a crystal wiener dog? This is the greatest thing that's ever happened. I want all of them. Okay, so I think we can keep going. What? No! Yes. Yes. We can't. We, sh- we should down. leave the creature here. We're leaving the creature alone, Arlen, and we are leaving. You've already it's got clearly it. scared. I just want to wait. Whatever. Fine. Well, go see if you can pick it up. Let's not. They won't let me. You know where it is. It's, you know, Cotter just took a look at it, and there's probably three or four more around the doorway. No. I mean, I could send Thrax to go sniff it. They're not gonna let me. That's that looks like it's ten. I think we should leave it alone. Unless Adrian, you've never heard of these things like being guard dogs or something. I think we just leave it alone and find another way. Well, actually, Adrian, now that you've seen it, why don't you roll me another history uh, check? Twenty. Okay. So now that you know what you're looking for, you actually remember that. Um, there were several times that you saw that people had these little crystal pets, little moving crystals as pets um, in uh, various households there. Uh, and it's not like they like, you know, it was like the, the family dog that stayed under the uh, thing, but more, more kind of like a hamster where, you know, they had it in a cage or something in a room. You can't just say that. That makes them want it. <laughs> I mean, I have a hamster. Yes, an armored hamster at that. This one's naturally armored. Do, do I remember uh, with with that twenty? Do I remember if the creatures seemed happy to be encaged, or did they seem happier just being out in the wild? Well, you you mainly remember people bringing them out as a curiosity to show them off, um, and so you, it was impossible to tell whether they're happy or not. And especially considering they're uh, crystal, you know, it's not like you can really ask them if they're happy. 
I'd rather err on the safe side here than just leave it be. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to take care of something that I don't need to. Well, you're already doing that. You brought your dinosaur into the Underdark. I need my dinosaur. I don't <laughs> need a crystal dinosaur, He's a yeah. service dinosaur. Yeah. It's a therapy dino. I pet it. I get bit, but I do pet it. <laughs> it's part of the therapy. Pain therapy? Pain therapy. It's kind of like a feather I mean, you think dodging a cat when rubbing its tummy requires speed. Try petting a velociraptor, man. Which is even more scary than just a regular Velociraptor. Yes. Velociraptor man. Dangerous. Anyway. So we're going to keep going. Okay. Leave the cute crystal creatures behind. Okay, so you're going to exit the room. And and by the way, you you guys are kind of transformed just by the beauty of all those crystals shining back at you. Even though these don't seem to be valuable in any way, um, the value really just is in sort of the natural beauty. Which makes it even better, because people won't want to tear them up and take them somewhere else. I will uh, have Nissian write a song about them. Excellent. And tell them that it's like seven miles long and floor to ceiling, the ceiling's 600 feet up. Yeah. Really solid. It's made of pure diamond. And Adri managed to kill it with one blow. (laughs) And we, oops. We're keeping going. Okay, so you're going to exit the cavern there? Is This is where the tracks are going, right? Uh, well, yeah. Basically, you know, it came in one side and out the other. Unfortunately. Mm. Okay. And um, you guys are uh, all of about 10 feet down the hallway. And you just hear kind of kink, 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 kink behind you. I want to turn around. And there's that crystal creature. And it is like... You know how like a cat, it comes into a room, but at the same time wants to leave a room. Uh-huh. It's got that kind of stance. It was apparently was following you, but now that you've stopped, it's like ready to run back. Is it super cute? It's super cute. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to let it follow. Is this Smendrick the fifth now? I mean, who doesn't have a pet yet? Arlen? I have my squirrel. Yeah. I, I, I have, have a horse. Have a pet. No, I have a horse. That's not really a pet. <laughs> I guess. Hey, bring your crystal pet. I'm sure it would be a hit at home. It would be a hit at home. It would be a hit at home. <laughs> nice present for for the missus. So so long as the creature seems like it wants to come with us, I don't see a problem with it. It's following you. Mom, mm-hmm. it followed me home. Can we keep it? I guess. Well, let's let it follow us some more if it really wants to stay. Yeah. So you going to keep going? For a bit, yeah. Okay. How close is it behind me? It's staying about 10 feet behind the party. I want to, like, at, at the point when, like, we're, like, taking a short stop, I want to, like, do the come here hands. Yeah. Like, take out two gold pieces and, like, clink them together kind of thing. Like, wait, no, I have jewels. What am I doing? I'm going to take two jewels and, like, clink them together. And, and it actually kind of turns its little uh, head sideways, kind of like the way dogs do, as if it doesn't really understand what you're doing. And then, it, like, that. Come here, baby. Ooh, come here. And, and it takes, like, kind of a couple of hesitant steps forward, and then it stops. <laughs> it's going to take hours. And then it, it, but it kind of looks for you. You and... realize we're in a very hostile area, and you're playing with a wildlife. I know, but it's so cute. And, and it kind I of get looks it. from I you. I truly get it. To Cotter and then back to you and then back to Cotter. I'll like go over next to Arlen and crouch down. And it kind of you know, it goes forward about three or four more feet. It's only about two feet away from the two of you right now. You know the thing you do with cats where you like put out a hand for them to sniff? Mm-hmm. Do that and see if it reacts to that. And it kind of like tentatively comes up and kind of waves its little pointy crystal nose thing back and forth and, and it eats you. And then backs up a few feet again just just because i'm gonna speak celestial at it and see if i mean it's crystalline it might understand it seems more like it'd be like mm. elemental plane of earth kind of thing well you know did, oh be, because i got a 20 did i happen to know like origins of this creature if it's native to the underdark or what they just said they got it at the market and um they uh 
and it, it was interesting. They said that they're just remarkably easy to take care of because it doesn't eat anything. It lives off of electricity. So the way you feed it is you scruff your feet across a carpeted floor and you touch it and shock it, and that feeds it. <laughs> we'll go to Hilarious. The, we'll go to the dwarves and give it a solar panel jacket. Drew was not having it. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have shocking grasp? You just I do have shocking grasp. That might oh, be a little much. Just like, fry it. <laughs> that's like taking an elephant, like and not like cooking it. You just like hit someone with it. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I made you your meal. Have a cow. Have a cow, man. Right. Well, while they're playing around with this creature, can I just keep my eyes out and make sure no one's trying to sneak up on this or anything? Sure. Roll for me perception. Higher than before. Okay. Uh, you, you detect no threats at this point. Although okay. there's a really cute crystal creature on the ground. Yes. You, you detect cuteness, yes. So we'll spend some more time trying to get acquainted with the... Okay. And as you kind of reach down for it, it kind of gets closer and closer and closer. And uh, the next thing you know, it's just like sitting there just sniffing, for lack of a better term, at your hand. Pick it up. Well, I, I do. I know how to pick up animals because I. Know oh yeah, yeah. You okay. definitely had to pick up a puppy or two in your time. So I know how to pick them up. Okay, I'm gonna try and do that slowly. Okay, it seems to gives you no resistance. Okay, I have a crystal thing now. Okay, you can add one crystal thing now to your inventory. Yay! And it just kind of, you know, kind of claws its way up onto your shoulder and just sort of sits there and just every once in a while bumps you in the ear with this little crystalline snout. Yay! And Arlen? It's so cute. I know. <laughs> He's real jealous, I'm sure. He is. But at the same time, it's like, it's here, so we're okay. Okay, so now that we have crystalline friend, Excellent. let's continue. Yes. Okay, and uh, you guys continue on the the uh, the course there, mm-hmm. and you hear behind you ding 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 ding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think True could take another one. <laughs> um, you know what? This is what role playing is all about. <laughs> it is my goal in life to just like run this adventure off the rails. So yeah. trouble with tribbles, relic of the past edition. Yes. Yes. You wake up and there's 5,000 <laughs> crystalline creatures all over the place. Okay, good. So you guys continue down the uh, the roadway there and um, you, with your new uh, crystalline friend. What, what is your new crystalline friend's name there, Cotter? Uh, you, know, you know this is not going to take a short amount of time for him Jimmy? to make up a name. No, not he can't even say what his hair color is. <laughs> I can. I have it written down right here. Jimmy. <laughs> I really appreciate, though, that our beige player gets the rainbow crystal creatures. Right. Uh, Clanky. Crystalline no. doggo. No. Well, you work on that. We'll get back to you. We'll, we'll roll on a table for yes. you. <laughs> and uh, so you, you continue down the, uh, the passageway. And at one point in time, it gets just ridiculously narrow. And you end up having to, like, have four of you pushing on one side and one of you pulling on the other to get Creval through the... Uh, through the uh, the gap there, and but the nice thing, Creval, is since your armor is magical, doesn't even scratch. Looks as good as it did before. And um, about half an hour after that, the passageway, you know, it, it uh, winds out into a much larger cavern again. But this time, the cavern is just covered all the way across the floor and up the sides. And from stalactite to stalactite and from, uh, you know, flowstone feature to flowstone feature with a fine, misty webbing. Ah. And that's where we're going to stop today. By the way, spark. Dungeon
Master's Notes. Okay, well, there is so much to talk about in this episode. Um, obviously, the part right here at the end with the pets, um, I thought that this would be kind of exciting and uh, interesting diversion for the entire party, but I didn't expect the just unbridled joy on uh, Owen's voice there. Just kind of goes to show what uh, kind of a power the game has where you can be fearful you can be excited you can be angry or you could be just absolutely goo goo in love with a crystal that's walking around behind you but there's plenty else to talk about here um the obviously <laughs> the whole eating the troll uh, flesh uh that was kind of fun especially when a few minutes later galjabar uh, let them know that no that's a good way to become a dire troll so that was kind of fun good thing they didn't try that um, and then the broken periapt. Um, so yeah, the necrotic beam for the beholder, if it drops you to zero hit points, which it did for Arlen, um, the notation there is that you die. You do not just go to zero and start making death rolls. You die. But the periapt, if you are dying, stabilizes you. So I was kind of working that mental conundrum in my mind. And even though the periapt doesn't like really save you, I decided in this case that instead what would happen would be the periapt would just give up the ghost and sacrifice itself in one big la last poof there. And uh, it was kind of hilarious because I've been waiting for this to come up for like, I don't know, in game terms, uh, it's been like three weeks that Arlen's been carrying it around and it hasn't noticed that it's broken. And I was fully expecting what would happen is it would end up you know, happening in battle where he'd go down and then he would have to start making death saves. But uh, luckily it didn't happen that way. So pretty good. Anyway, so what's happening next? They found an entire room full of webs and uh, obviously the drow like their spiders. So what kind of spiders are we about to see? To find out, we'll have to wait for the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head. <laughs>